Hello and welcome to the next class. I'm Rob Birdsell, the co-host, joined as always by my co-host Nico Anderson. Nico, good to see you. Hey Rob, nice to see you. And to our listeners and viewers, we have a very special guest, uh, Sister Vicki Perkins. Sister Vicki, welcome to the next class. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, let me introduce you to our listeners. I met Sister Vicki in 2007 in the first year, I think, Vicki, of Christa Ray, Kansas City? Yes. Yes. Indeed. We opened opening in August of, of Christa Ray, Kansas City. That's right. And Sister Vicki was the founding president of Christa Ray, uh, Kansas City. And a great school, great team. One of her right-hand people is the founder of Christa Ray, Milwaukee, Andy Stith. Good friend of both of ours. And I'm actually drinking a special coffee cup today. You see this, Sister Vicki? <laughs> right. And um, Very good. It's inscribed. Okay. It's inscribed. It says <laughs> in Spanish, Nadie nos quita la balada. Um, nobody can stop the dance that we have started. And uh, Preston Kendall gave it to me a couple <laughs> years ago. Um, uh, so Vicki, welcome. It's so good to have you. I think you were just saying this is your first podcast. Yeah, it is. It is. Technology is not well, my thing. <laughs> <laughs> As I told you before, if John Foley, if Father Foley could do this, I knew you could do it. Uh, but it's great to have you here <laughs> and fun conversation for us today. Um, to begin with, let's go to Chris DeRay and what... What led you, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but what led you to, to be the founder of Christa Ray, Kansas City? Well, in 2006, uh, our community was approached, Sisters of Charity of Leavenworth was approached to um, listen to a presentation uh, by Dick Miller about Christa Ray and opening one in Kansas City. I had heard of Christa Ray and done some research on it earlier than that, and as I listened to him, I thought, man, this is what we need here so desperately. Um, and so our community director at the end of the meeting said, if any of you are interested uh, in pursuing this, let me know. Uh, I didn't even let her get out of the building before I said I was interested in it. And so the community asked me to do the, the startup work to see if, uh, if this was really going to happen in Kansas City. And so I started working uh, on finding, you know, sponsors and learning more about it, et cetera. And we decided to sponsor it. And the community was so excited. You know, we had closed a number of schools, uh, but had not um, opened anything for quite some time. So it was pretty exciting to all of us to be part of Crystal Ray, knowing that, uh, kids were going to be able to break the cycle of poverty and to get a good education and um, experiences in a workplace that they never would have the chance to have. So that was exciting. It's a great story. And how is the school doing today? Do you get back there often? Uh, periodically, yeah. We go for different events that uh, happen and we go over. So yeah, it's doing well, I think. It's always a struggle, Great. as and, you know, but, but good. Yes, tough job. Um, but you left there yes. and um, 
What what year did you leave? 2011. 2011. June of 2011. Okay. And uh, so, but you're, you're still engaged with Christ Ray. You and, right. I um, am. I'm you and I are on the board. The, right. Yeah, the Christa Ray Institute Board, which sponsors different schools now. So that's no, good to have that experience. Fun. No, it's been fun working with you again. Uh, but, but things are different. Tell us about your current job. Well, currently I am the director of uh, Leavenworth Attainable Housing, part of DePaul USA. And uh, what has happened, I worked for six years uh, with Leavenworth Community Interfaith Community of Hope, which is a shelter, night shelter, day shelter, and outreach to people living in poverty. And when I left there at the end of 2020, uh, the one thing that we were not able to be very successful at was finding housing for people that were living on the margins. And so I thought, well, let's just give it a try and see. I didn't know anything about housing, but I thought, well, let's just see if, if anything can happen. So we invited a group of people in they uh, said, yeah, there's a huge need here. Um, and so we just started, we started, somebody gave us one little shotgun house that we rehabbed. Uh, and that opened probably at the beginning of 2022, uh, maybe the end of 2021. And we now have 11 houses that we're uh, supporting and uh making it possible for people who are on the margins to stabilize their lives. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. That's great. <clears throat> Continuing to do God's work. Uh, Nico, I'll turn to you for our subject at hand, the, the reason we really wanted to talk to Vicki today. Sure, thanks, Paul. So since we're in the Advent season, sister, um, can you tell us what the meaning of Advent is and how is it different from Christmas? Advent is a preparation, uh, I think, of, of Christmas. Um, it's probably my favorite season of the whole year, uh, especially the liturgical year, because in it we look forward uh, to, to the coming of, of Christ, uh, the remembrance of that. And it, it helps you to understand what Christmas is all about, that uh, it's not just the toys and the good food and all of that. It, it's the coming of Christ into our lives. And um, the Advent readings are ones that just are very, very inspiring and hopeful. Uh, so I think Advent is a time that we just spend some time trying to to remember what has happened and to celebrate what has happened and to continue to be part of it. Like to look at where we are right now and what are we doing right now at this point to, to bring Christ more into the lives of, of all of those that we work with. Um, and I think, I think that's a very important aspect to have with, with Advent. You know, Sorry, go ahead, yeah, yeah, no, Vicky, Sister Vicky, um, I'm right now reading Father Martin's book, Come Forth, 
And he talks quite a bit in the book, it's about the raising of Lazarus, of this period of waiting. Um, can you share with us your thoughts on, on that part of Advent of, of waiting? Yeah, I, I think that's what Advent's all about, is that anticipation and waiting, the excitement grows as it comes closer. And I, I think those of us in today's world tend not to be very good at waiting. Uh, and yet that's an important aspect. It's a part that helps us to grow. Uh, if everything just falls into our lives immediately and is fine, then we don't, there's no issue, just keep going on. And in the waiting period, you have time to reflect, you know, because you're anticipating, you're looking forward, you're hoping. Uh, and so there is time in there that hopefully you slow down a little bit, even though it's an extremely busy time of year. But, you know, if you're really celebrating Advent, you're celebrating the, the waiting and the anticipation. And, and so you find some times to, to truly uh, celebrate your life and the life of other people. God walks with you no matter who you are or where you are. Uh, and that I think is a very important thing for all people to understand. And amazingly, very often, those who are on the margins understand that better than most of us do because they've experienced God in their lives. Uh, <clears throat> Vicki, let's come back to that one, but let's take a quick pause to hear a word from our sponsor. Catholic Virtual is the trusted online education partner of Catholic schools worldwide. We develop customized online learning solutions to meet the needs of our partner schools and their students. Visit our website at www.catholicvirtual.com to learn more. Now back to the episode. Welcome back. Uh, Vicki, let's come back to that final note you were saying that those on the margins um, often feel God's presence more than, than others. Uh, can you talk more about that? What, what do you... What do you mean by that? And where do you see that? Yeah, I, I see it every single day in most of the people I deal with. Um, there is a trust and a hope in them that some of us who have so much don't have. Um, people on the margins understand that their only hope is in God because the world has not treated them real well and has not done a lot for them but it's their, their faith that keeps them going because they don't have anything else. Um, and I can't, can't tell you how many times people have said, you know, I, I just trust, I believe that this is gonna happen. Uh, something's gonna happen for me because I know God is with me. I get so much energy from people on the margins because of their great faith and because of their, um, their knowing that even though they have almost nothing now and that they're really struggling to survive, they know that Christ is there and that God is with them. And uh, that, that's hard for them, but they, they really, they exude that so many of them, the first things that you say, how are you? Well, I'm blessed. And, you know, sometimes I think, hey, how can you think you're blessed? 
you know, but they do, they do, and they do believe. Uh, and without that, they would not keep going. I remember some uh, priest here in Chicago once said that um, uh, Nico and I are both based, Vicki, here in Chicago. And this priest once said that those up on the North Shore, the very wealthy part of Chicago, uh, they don't need God. But here on, on the South Side, they they need God. And uh, sort of resonating, Absolutely. bringing that back to my mind. Yeah. Um, coming back to Advent, Sister Vicki, um, what about your community? You're, you're a, you reference your Sister of Charity of Leavenworth. Does your community have any traditions that, that our listeners might learn from or, or adapt to their families? Um, I think one of the traditions that we have is that we do come together much more often in, in Advent. Like we always do an Advent day of prayer. Uh, it has different themes every year, but that many of the people now in today's world, post COVID, uh, a lot of them do it online, but many of them come to the mother house and spend the day together in prayer. That's a, a coming together to pray together is one of the strongest things that can happen to us. I can sit by myself and pray and that's wonderful. And my interactions with my God is great. But when I'm doing that with other people uh, and we're all praying together, there's an energy in that that's not there anyplace else. And so that's one of the traditions that we always do. The other is we always uh, find times to celebrate together. Uh, like tomorrow night, they're doing at the mother house, they're doing a, you know, a choral singing thing. One of the sisters who's very talented is, is leading songs and that's, uh, you know, and then followed with hot chocolate, etc. But again, it's a time that people come together to enjoy each other. And in this very busy time that Advent is, you have to place those things in your lives uh, because you need them. Uh, and even though you think, okay, I don't have time to do that. Well, you do. Uh, you have to make the time to do some of those things because you're anticipating um, a birth that's wonderful. Um, well, Sister Vicki, we are grateful for you joining us um, on the next class. We conclude each podcast, we've asked for four, four years now, the same question to each guest, and that is, who is your greatest teacher and why? I think my greatest teacher was my mother. Uh, my mother had a lot of problems in her life. She, her son died when he was seven no, when he was 10, I was seven. And three years later, her husband died. And my mom raised the two of us, my sister and I, uh, on her own. On the, She was the first lay teacher in the Catholic schools in the Diocese of Kansas City, St. Joe. So she wasn't making much money. But we never, Janie and I always say, we never even knew we were poor. But she had a faith that was so strong and she had a belief in reaching out to the poor. Uh, every week she taught and she'd go and buy a string of, of suckers, even though she didn't have hardly any money herself, but she needed those for school. 
And when there was a child in her classroom that didn't have a coat, she bought one. Uh, I think my mother taught me my values and she was by far the greatest teacher in my life. That's beautiful, Vicki. Well, um, great to see you. I'll see you at our next board meeting, but uh, this is a fun yeah. conversation. Wishing you a blessed advent for you and your whole community. Nico, any final thoughts? Yeah, thank you for joining us, Sister Vicki. Uh, thank you for having me. Great. Well, Advent blessings to you and your community. Thank you again for joining us on the next class. To our listeners, if you enjoyed this conversation, please give us a five-star rating or a thumbs up. We are still sort of new to this and growing our audience. So thank you for joining us and wishing all of you a blessed Advent.